Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. What is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jason Tebbs, and Formula One just got done racing in Spain yesterday, and I mean, not that it was a bad race. I think so far this season, all the races have been great to watch, fun spectacles, really like the sport, but it is now... The third race this season out of four races where it has been Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas on the podium. That means 75% of the races this season, quick maths, have been the same three people on the podium in the same order. The only time it was different was in the second race in Italy where Botas crashed out because he got hit by George Russell. And Hamilton was not doing great, but then by the grace of God came back into it and it was Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and Lando Norris on that podium. So that's the only difference. And really it's not that much of a difference because he had Verstappen and Hamilton still in the number one, two positions. Those three men, Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas, have shared more podiums than any combination of racers in the history of Formula One. I think it's like 15 or 16 times that those three have been on the podium and I think it's just saying those three together in any order I don't know if it's specifically in the order of Hamilton Verstappen Botas but it really goes to show how dominant these three drivers are compared to the rest of the pack now a lot goes into that domination right Mercedes has a lot of money Red Bull has a lot of money they have the most money out of any of the teams on the grid so you got that going for you Verstappen is just a incredibly talented driver has been driving the car for years and years now and that's why he's doing better than Sergio Perez who's in the same type of car he's just an animal on the track Lewis Hamilton is just the guy that can make no mistake and Valtteri Bottas is just like a consistent driver in the best car on the grid right so those three guys are leagues above any other driver on the grid and if those three can stay healthy throughout the race it's pretty much a guarantee that those three will be on the podium now that brings up the big question is it fun to watch the same three people stand on the podium time after time after time is it fun to watch three out of four races this season ending hamilton verstappen botas is that good for the sport in general i think you can go a lot of ways about it or not a lot of ways. I think it's kind of like, yeah, I think it's great. Or no, it's not. It's a scale. We all land on that scale on what we think. But here's kind of my thoughts on how I feel about that situation. First is the big question that has to be asked. Are you a fan of Lewis Hamilton or are you not? Because there are a lot of people that are, we'll say, Lewis Hamilton haters. Just because the guy wins so much. He is the most successful Formula One driver that has ever raced. He is dominating. He's like the Tom Brady of Formula One. He's like the Tiger Woods of Formula One. He's like the Michael Jordan of Formula One. He's like, you know, I'm trying to think of another sport off the top of my The Wayne Gretzky of Formula One, right? He is the guy that is just shattering records that who knows the next time they'll be beaten. Who knows who can beat those like Mick Schumacher before him. It's just Hamilton is dominating the scene 
And a lot of people aren't fans of that. A lot of people would like to see more variety in the winners. I agree with that second part, where I would like to see variety in who's on the podium, but I don't hate Hamilton for being an A-plus, S-rated, top-of-the-line driver. I don't blame Hamilton or hate Hamilton because he's in the best car. Hamilton deserves to be there. He's been dominant throughout his whole entire racing career. It's not like they pulled me off the streets, put me in the best car, gave me some microchip that turned me into the best driver and let me loose. Hamilton worked to get there. And he makes incredibly smart decisions, except for that weird mishap in Italy in the rain. But he still came back to get second. Again, kind of lucky. But he still drove back to get second. What I'm saying is there should be no reason to hate Lewis Hamilton. And let's just say... For whatever reason, on track, you're not a fan of Lewis Hamilton. That's fine. You don't need to be a fan of Lewis Hamilton. Off track, he's still a fantastic dude. He's still doing so much for that sport. He's trying to be an advocate for more diversity in that sport. He's bringing a voice that that sport has, like, never heard before. He's a class A guy. Now, granted, I'm new to the sport. I don't know every little detail, but from what I've seen and the little bit I've been into this sport, class A dude. We don't know if he has like crazy skeletons in the closet, right? But I doubt it. That guy just wants the sport to be as good as it possibly can. And he's racing at the peak of his career. And he's dominating. And that's okay. Because he deserves it. Like he deserves to be the best. A lot of people are Max Verstappen fans. And a lot of people are Max Verstappen haters. Max Verstappen, the young guy, the incredibly promising guy, animal on the track, just a lot more ferocity behind him. A lot more emotion, I would say. And that plays is in his favor and it can hurt him sometimes. But I think Max Verstappen's a little more fun to watch on the grid than Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen's fun to watch. Lewis Hamilton is interesting to watch. That's how I'd put it. Verstappen brings the flair, the fervor, the passion to it. And Hamilton just brings that calculation and that execution. And it's it's crazy to see both of them race. And it's incredibly fun to watch those two styles of racing go against each other. So, I don't see why anybody could, like, hate either driver. I think that's incredibly narrow-minded if you're like, yeah, I hate Hamilton or I hate Verstappen. I think what we really need to come down to, and it will be addressed in the 2022 season, is there is a little too much discrepancy in the sport. We haven't even talked about Botas yet. He's he's a phenomenal driver too. I would say Botas is consistent. The man's consistent. He plays where he plays to his strengths. He knows what he can do. He goes for what he can get, right? He's he's going to push. And he's shown that like yes, unlike Sergio Perez who is fighting for, you know, those midfield places, Botas is unfortunately in his case consistently third by a large margin. He's built up so much of a gap where he's like, you know what, I'll take a pit, lose 25 seconds pitting so I can get on soft tires, still have a 10-second gap to the next guy to me, and bust out a fastest lap. You don't get those opportunities if you're not a top-tier driver. He's not up to Lewis Hamilton. He's not, I think because of his car being slightly better, he's about up to Max Verstappen, but I don't think he's quite up to Max Verstappen. So... You have these three dominant forces, and they are just leagues above the rest of the field. I don't think the issue is with any of those drivers. 
the issue really comes down to the discrepancy in resources. For so long, Formula One was like, hey, whatever money you can put into your car, you put into your car and you go. And so Mercedes and Red Bull had like triple the budget than other teams like Haas and Williams, who are always at the bottom of the grid. I honestly am a little more upset that I always see Haas and I always see Williams at the bottom of the grid than I am seeing always Red Bull and always Mercedes at the top. Because you have great drivers like George Russell, who everybody was like, yeah, he has so much promise. He's the backup driver for Mercedes. And it's like, he's in an awful car and he's just always in the backfield. Yet you have a guy that everybody was like, oh, he could be so good, always in the back of the field. It's almost like a disservice to him. I think that makes the sport a little less fun to watch than just seeing three guys dominate the field. Because at least when you see those three guys dominate the field, you see what the absolute limits of these cars are. When George Russell's in the back, and sure, he might be pushing that car to its absolute limits and getting the most he possibly can and is incredibly skilled that way, but you're like, yep, he's, he's going to come in 16th. No real challenge there. That's, I think, much more of a disservice to the sport than seeing the same three guys on the top of the podium. So the 2022 season is actually going to aim to rectify this situation. I think the main thing is a budget cap, and I, I could be wrong, so please do your own research on what exactly the changes are. That's not the only change. Um, but they're going to make it so, hey, Mercedes and Red Bull aren't going to have like three times the spending power as Haas or Williams. So they're going to bring in and tighten that. But that's the 2022 season. So what do we do in the 2021 season? Like, how do we rectify that? Because if all three of those drivers, Hamilton, Verstappen, and Botas, remain healthy each race, and when I say healthy, like there's no issues with their cars, they don't crash out, their bodies like are actually physically healthy, then we're going to see the combination of them on the podium every single time. You might have a race or two where somebody like a Perez or a Leclerc um, or Norris or Ricardo or Sainz really have a solid race and can compete. But at this time, no other car outside of Red Bull and Mercedes can compete with Red Bull and Mercedes cars just purely on the number of dollars spent on them. Now, I'm still excited for the 2021 season. And if it really comes down to, hey, this is just another season where you have those three on top, you have it the whole time, and Hamilton is by far the world champion again, and Mercedes is by far the constructor champion, and Verstappen came second in the world championship, Botas comes third in the world championship, you know, or maybe there's a little bit of battle there. It's like, hopefully it's still an exciting season because I think the story of this season is really the midfield. You know, we've seen the likes of Alpine up in the mix. We've seen AlphaTauri up in the mix. We've seen McLaren. We've seen Ferrari. Uh, Aston Martin's been up in the mix, right? That midfield is a lot closer than it was in times past. Right. So I think I think it'll get to a point where we have pretty well established, yep, Mercedes Red Bull one two, um, Hamilton Verstappen Botas one two three. That's that's all fine and dandy. But this midfield is really shaking it up. You know, we'll see where we are, who's who's in what place, and how did that outcome come. I'm not sitting here and being like, Oh, because I'm I'm more of a Max Verstappen fan 
than I am a Lewis Hamilton fan. I think Lewis Hamilton's a fantastic driver. I just personally like the, the, the fiery emotion, the young guy coming into the sport, really promising, is definitely going to be a world champion at some point in his career, um, looking to dethrone the current overlord mega king that is Lewis Hamilton. Like I like that story. You know, not that he's an underdog, but he's the guy that's like really taking on this colossal titan that's taking over Formula One. So that's kind of why I like Max Verstappen. Also, because he is pretty fresh into the scene. Like this is, I think, his fourth season driving. Let's see, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, so this is fourth season driving. Lewis Hamilton's been driving for, I think, at least 10 years in the sport. So... I can see a lot more of Max Verstappen's career and his buildup and his execution and enjoy watching him longer term than probably Lewis Hamilton. Now, maybe Lewis Hamilton pulls a Kimi Raikkonen or Alonzo Fernando. Wait, Fernando Alonzo? Why did I say that backwards? <laughs> um, maybe he drives into his 40s. I don't know. I doubt it, though. I think Lewis Hamilton... He'll get to a point where he's like, hey, I think I can do more for the sport off the track and be more fulfilled off the track with those sorts of things than on the track. He'll be like, yeah, I've, I've beat all the records. I've got all the titles. I've won all the winnings. I've dominated the sport. Now the fulfillment comes with making Formula One a better place to be for all drivers. Have the diversity, have the inclusivity, and go that route. So I don't think he's going to be driving well into his 40s. I think he'll have a couple more seasons and then just go out on top. I think he's a guy that will likely want to go out on top, and that's perfectly fine. Like, he has a lot that he can leverage out of the scene. Max Verstappen's, what, 21, 22 or something? That guy's got an easy 10-plus years of racing left to go. So I'm excited to watch that. That's why I'm more of a Max Verstappen fan. Um, But I also want to see other people compete than just those two. I want to see Lando Norris in the mix. I want to see Pierre Gasly in the mix. I want to see, um, like, Yuki Tsunoda. He just came onto the scene. Mick Schumacher. I want to see him do well. George Russell, you know, came in, was said to be so promising, got placed in Williams, wasn't able to do, hasn't been able to do anything while in the Williams seat. I want to see him do well. Like, it's really cool to see the best of the best do the best of the best. It's really cool to see how technologically advanced – Mercedes and Red Bull can build a car. It's really cool to see the best driver on the grid being the best car in the grid and just see how much he can dominate. But when it's the same story over and over and over, I can see how it gets a little stale. That's why I'm 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 naming this season, the first season I'm really into it, the the battle of the midfield, especially since Ferrari is not like a guaranteed third place. You know, Ferrari is still in that battle with the McLarens with the Alphataris, with the, you know, Alpines. Ferrari does really well, but they're not a guaranteed third. So, you know, McLaren did really well last season. Can they keep it up this season? Is Ferrari going to get that third place spot back? I don't know. How well is my boy Pierre Gasly going to do? He's been doing okay. I think he's got more in him. I think he can do better, but he, he's done kind of okay with the circumstances given to him. Although that five second penalty, really rough. Let's take my wife's favorite driver, Leclerc. She says he's not her favorite. Who's your favorite? Okay, Max is her favorite. But I had to convince her to enjoy watching Max. She didn't like Max Verstappen in the beginning. 
But that she says because drive to survive makes him look like an asshole. Which to me that's just like a strong emotion into the sport. I wouldn't quite say asshole, but uh he he's he's definitely very direct in what he wants and what he expects and how he believes he's gonna get there. Anyway, she really likes Charles Leclerc, right? She is a big fan of Charles Leclerc. And Charles Leclerc is another one of these um drivers where they come into the scene and they're predicted like, oh, this is a future world champion right here. This is somebody that, you know, want, watch out, Lewis Hamilton. You know, you might have a contender in a couple years. Or, man, once Lewis Hamilton leaves the scene, this is one of the guys that will be on top really gunning for a world champion. And that's great. I think Leclerc's been doing fantastic. He is, like, the fourth-place driver this season. The story's almost been... You know, podium is Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas. Fourth place is Leclerc. Like, that's the story. 75% of the races, he's came in fourth. The other race, he came in sixth. He's right up there, but he's on Ferrari, and Ferrari just doesn't have a car that can get him to the front. I think he has the technical skills, and definitely by next season, when he's had, I think, at that point, two seasons under his belt, he's going to be a contender. So with the new rule changes... And the overhaul for a lot of things to hopefully like bridge the gap between the Hasses and Williams and the Red Bulls and Mercedes, we're going to see Charles Leclerc have a shot for much more podiums. We're going to see Charles Leclerc have a shot for those second, third places in the world champion points. Hopefully, right? That's the idea. I think that'll, I think that'll make for a much more exciting season overall. The races individually, I still think, have been great. The outcome by, you know, let's just say there are, there are 65 laps in a race. By lap 45, you can generally tell where at least the top three are going to be. And then beyond that, you know, the midfield might have some fighting, but you can tell where the bottom four or five are going to be. So you'll still have 20 laps to go, and you'll have a decent look at what the outcome is going to be like. I'm not a huge fan of that. I feel like it should be, oh, there are five laps to go, and maybe we have maybe we have a pretty good guarantee of where everybody's going to land. But that that's just, you know, my ideal. We're racing with what we're racing with right now. We're watching what we got right now. So how do we get the most out of the sport as a spectator when Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas is going to be said over and over and over this season when we're at the podium? I think you really got to look at just the individual battles that happen on each race day. Like, don't look at don't look at it for the whole entire season because I feel like they'll get to a point where like, well, this is the same story. But I think every race is going to have some good battles and just look for those. You know, Pierre Gasly fighting to get back up in the points yesterday. That was great. Charles Leclerc coming off the line, getting ahead of Botas, getting in the third. That was great. You know, that whole midfield where everybody was in like a drag reduction zone altogether, so nobody was really gaining on anybody, and they were all behind um, Alonzo. That, that was interesting, seeing how that shook up, and then all of a sudden Alonzo's car crapped out on him. You know, Esteban Ocon qualifying fifth. Unfortunately, he lost a couple places, but, you know, nobody really expected him to qualify fifth. I think there are fantastic individual stories this season. And there probably have been every other season. This is just the first season I'm, like, I'm actually watching live and following along with. And those, to me, 
just those individual things are what has made the race interesting because yesterday it was like lap 45 out of 65 some something like that and I already knew okay Hamilton's gonna win Verstappen's gonna come in second Botas is gonna come in third even though at that point Verstappen was leading the race it's just Mercedes had the better strategy they had the better car there was just so much time and Hamilton was making up so much time on Verstappen that it was like yeah that's inevitable now Verstappen pitting because he had enough of a lead on Botas to get the fastest lap. That was great. That's another like little individual story. Hamilton and Mercedes having a fantastic strategy. That was a great individual story. So it's like watching those little things play out. And on the very last lap, Pierre Gasly being like a tenth of a second behind Ocon for ninth place. Clawing back, what was it, 20 seconds and five laps? Just tearing it up at the end? Like that's a great individual story. And he almost got it. He was so close. It would have been crazy had he got there, but he didn't quite make it. But that's okay because that was fun to watch him claw his way back up into the points at the very end. Now, I am biased towards Pierre Gasly. You know, he is my favorite driver. Him and Max, I believe, are tied. But I think that's gonna, that is going to be what's fun to watch this season. And I just got to remind myself, like, hey, don't, don't get bummed out by the same top three people. You know, don't get bummed out on lap 40 and lose interest. It's okay that the top three are dominating. It's okay that they're there. They're there for a reason. You know the reasons. Like, watch the midfield. The midfield was exciting to the very end of the race. Now, granted, you know, when you're watching a broadcast, a lot of it is focused on, hey, who's up front? Who's going to win? Like, they're not they're not going to follow the midfield the whole time, right? Because... The big name is Hamilton. So you're going to put camera time on Hamilton. The big name is Verstappen. You're going to put camera time on Verstappen. We get it. But, you know, you will see at points in the broadcast where it's like, okay, Hamilton's going to win. Verstappen's going to come in second. That's pretty well established. They do go back to the midfield and say, hey, you know, what's breaking down here? Because it is interesting. So as a spectator, especially in the middle of the race where the lead's still getting established and who's going to win is still getting established, you're not going to see the midfield as much. But, you know, you have the little thing on the side that you can kind of follow along who's where and pick up little things here and there. And hopefully the announcers catch this pass or that pass. You know, they're pretty decent to go back and show you like, hey, a couple of minutes ago, this was a great pass that Carlos Sainz had on Daniel Ricardo or whatever it was. Because there is still great things happening and it's still such a fun sport to watch. So two things, two things I hope for for the future of Formula One. First and foremost, more teams. And second, more people on podiums. I was watching the highlights from the Formula 3 race. 30 drivers. That's 50% more drivers than Formula 1 has. Formula 3 had 30 drivers on the grid. I think they did three races over the weekend. And I believe there was a different podium. Like different people on the podium each race. Like that was incredibly fun to watch those highlights. I didn't watch them live. But I watched the highlights. You know, that that's neat. More drivers, more opportunities for each drivers, each driver, you know, not the same people on the podium. Like, that's fun to watch. I want that to come to Formula One. Like, imagine a Williams on podium. Imagine a Haas on podium. Imagine, I don't know, GMC getting into Formula One. Imagine Ford getting into Formula One. Imagine Toyota getting into Formula One, right? That would be way cool have more drivers, have more opportunities for people to live out the Formula One dreams. And it's an incredibly expensive sport. 
And honestly, if I'm going to estimate, Haas is going to pull out. <laughs> like, if Haas is here next season, I'd be surprised. Now, they might stick around for, like, the rule changes, and if they get hammered still, I'd be surprised if they're here for 2023 season. But I think there's a rule that only 26 drivers can be on Formula One track. But it would be great to see all 26 slots full. That's three more teams you can add. That's six more drivers you can add. I would love to see that. You know, Grosjean, Magnussen, Hulkenberg. Get those guys back on the grid. Everybody would love to see those guys race again in Formula One. Albon, get him back in. And and give them a chance to actually win stuff. You have you have three former world champions in Sebastian Vettel, Fernando Alonso, and Kimi Raikkonen that are just soaking up anywhere from 11th to 16th place. Guys that for a season won it all. And now they're just on teams. You know, good for them, getting a paycheck, still racing, still doing what they love. But it's like, what a fall from glory. Now, Alonso's doing the best out of the three. And that's great for him, seeing him come back. He's retired, come back, retired, come back. But imagine having those former world champions fighting the current world champion. The battle of the... The battle of the world champions on an even playing field. That'd be fun to watch. Anyway, that's what's, that's that's going to do it for this episode of Tebs Talks, the premier useless podcast. Check out my website, jasontebs.com. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. My Twitch, Pummelhead. My Twitter, Pummelhead. Babe, any departing words for the Formula One episode? No departing words from my wife. Peace out. Catch you next time.